Shalom, we're back. We're up the Masechus Baba Kavadaf Mem. Today's daf discusses. We finished our discussion of yesterday. Uh, what Yaakov meant when he said Chatsi Nezek when a uh, shore of a Chashuk gores. We discussed the Apetropis not paying Koifer. We discuss whether Koifer is for a Kapora or uh, as a monetary momin issue. We discuss a Shutif's animal that killed who pays the Koifer. We discuss a borrowed ox that was unknowingly moored. Does it revert back to being a tom? It goes back to its owner. Who pays for what? And, and then we discuss the arena ox trained to kill, whether that can be used as a carbon after killing. First, uh, Rav Achabar Abaye tells Ravina, we said yesterday of Machlech as Abaye and Rava, what Rabbi Yaakov meant when he was arguing with Rabbi Huda, when he said that a shore of a chashuk, which gores pays chati nezek. So Rava said that the case was the animal was a muad, it, it just the, the guy did a bad shmira. So Yaakov said, okay, he was shamer just badly, so chati nezek. And Abayah said, no, 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 it was a muad. He wasn't watching it at all. And Abayah held every Yehudah and Yaakov actually agreed. Soon we'll come up with Ravina, who has a third shot. But Abayah tells Ravina, according to Abayah, who says that Yehudah and Yaakov agree. I mean, argue rather I have no problem with the Bible but Rova says that they are agreeing why does the case need to be where the Hasuk's ox was a muad it could be a tam according to Yehuda he'll be high of Hasenezek because he didn't guard it as good as he could have so he'll only be high for the tam part not the muad part and according to Rabbi Ben Yaakov, will say that he didn't do a shmir at all because Rabbi Ben Yaakov says in a brisa, though an, whether an animal is a tam or a muad, if someone does an inadequate shmira, since he was being shmirat, he's going to be potter. For a tam, a shmir pchuso is enough, and it'll come out there. Rabbi Yaakov holds that when an apotropus is looking after an ox for you, so we will. Be mechayev, either him or the Yusayimim, to pay even for the Chatzinazik Megufoy Tamus until it's a muad. Why do we have to say that the animal was a muad? So Ravina answers, we, do- we wanted to say the case of muad. According to Rav, who says they're back from the Yehuda, agree. And Rebel will say that we're talking about a muad that just has a lack in its shmira. And we learn out three halachas that Rabbi Yaakov holds like Rabbi Yehuda. Shmir pchusa is enough. The Talmud stays where it is. And the Apotropos, even while it's by the Apotropos, is going to have to pay the Chatzin Ezek by Thomas. Ravina, however, comes up with a totally different explanation for the Machloikas, for Rabbi Yaakov's Chatzin Ezek. He says Rabbi Yaakov and Rabbi Yudar are arguing whether the status of the ox, Tam or Muad, changes what, when it switches Rishos. For now, it was an ox of Echer Yishud of Akotan. But if its owner regains his dots or becomes a Gadol, Rabbi Yehuda holds, it stays as it is as a Muad Nezek Sholim. And Rabbi Yaakov will say, oh, it switched Rishos. Now it's in the property of a Bardas, and it'll go back to Chatzinez. I'm going to you know, course three more times and becomes a Muad. Moving on, Gemara tells us that an Apotropis pays Minho Alio. He'll have to pay 
full out value, not Chatzanazim uh, Gufoy. But an Apetropos doesn't pay Koifer. Now, who says, why wouldn't an Apetropos pay Koifer? The Gemara assumes that the Asoimim aren't going to be hired to pay Koifer of their animal gores. Who holds that? Rev Chista says that it's a Vishmo Benuisov Yechon and Ben Breiko. Because in a Bryce we learn that uh, Drushes from Sukkim, Venosan Pinion actually tells us. Now, when you pay Kaifer, you pay the value of the Nizak, the one that got damaged, his value on a slave market. Rabbi Shmobin Rembreka learns differently. He says that we pay the value of the Mazik, the killer. Bahari, they're arguing that they're about on Tanakama holds, that you pay the value of the Nizak because the Kaifer is a monetary issue. How much did you damage? So you value the, you, you evaluate the nizik. says you evaluate the mazik because the koifer is a kaparo. Who needs the kaparo? The one who did the killing. But Papa says, not necessarily. Everyone really holds that koifer is a kaparo. The machlek is there. Abonon over here. It's just who we evaluate for the kaparo. The Rabbanan learned from the Pasuk, Shisa, Agzir Shaveh, Pisa Shisa, it says Yosha Salov, and Yusha Salov, by a woman who interferes with her husband's fight. Then the person fighting kills the pregnant woman's fetus. Since, both, since over there we evaluated by the Nizak, so it's over here we evaluated by the Nizak. learns from Venus and Navshoi. That you evaluate the mazik. The Rabbanon would say that Pidyon Nafshoi means that he has to be paid to his nefesh for killing, but he does that with the value of the nizuk. Next, we have a little story. Rava was praising Rabbachabar Yaakov to Rabbi Nachman. He said, he said Rabbachabar Yaakov is an Odom Gadol. He says, no. Whenever he shows up, send him. So he, he came and uh, he sent him to Rabbi Nachman. And he said, no, ask me any question. So we dove straight in. He said, if there's an ox that's owned by two people, there's partners in an ox, and that ox kills someone who pays Kuifer, is he going to pay? Wait, you're going to tell them both to pay Kuifer? So that'll be a, a double payment. The Pesach says Kuifer Echod. You only pay once. They can't each pay half because there has to only be a Kuifer Sholem, not Chatzi Kuifer. So neither of them are fulfilling the Pesach. Before he got a chance to answer, he asked another question. He says, we have a mission that says that if someone is chayv to pay he, uh, an erichin, he dedicates a certain value of something to the base of Mikdash. So if, if we don't trust that he'll pay it, we can take out the, the gizbar can come and take a mashkoin from him until he pays the erichin. But if someone owes a carbon chatos and awesome, there we're not going to take a mashkin. There, the guy takes it so seriously, we're not worried that he's not going to pay it. That's his carbon. The shayla is, he asks Sir Nachman, or Nachman Asim, it's unclear who's asking who. What about Kuifer? On one hand, Kuifer is a kapara, so that's similar to a chatos and awesome, so we know the guy's going to pay, maybe we shouldn't take a mashkin. Or on the other hand, He's not paying it to the base of Mikdash. He's paying it to his friend. So maybe there's less pressure in that regard and he should take a mashkin to make sure that he pays up. Or we could say, he didn't do the Avera. It was his animal that damaged, that killed. Maybe that doesn't feel as homo as a carbon. 
and we shouldn't take a mashkin. So he's bombing kashas at him, and he says, whoa, hold on, I'm still processing, I'm still working on your first question. Give me a minute. Actually, don't get answers to these questions. And it's, it's hard to pass because it's hard to know which side is actually a chumrah. You want to be machmir, but that's going to, you know, there's two, there's two parties here. One guy is going to make money, one guy is going to lose. Next, the Gemara asks, if a guy borrows an ox, assuming that it's a tam, turns out it's a muad. It has been worn three times. It has a din of a muad. The shayel didn't know. So they actually split the payment. The owner pays half and the shayel pays half. If the animal becomes a muad while it was being borrowed, when he returns it to its owners, the owner is going to have to pay only chatsi nezeg, it reverts back to being a tam for him, and the shayel is going to be putter. It didn't gore while he was watching it. Even though it became a muad while he was watching it. El Gamora asks, If a guy borrows an ox, assuming that it's a tam, it turns out it was a muad. So the owner has to, the owner pays half and the, sh- the shayel pays half. How come? Why can't the shayel say, Why do I have to pay for this animal that gored? I didn't, I didn't borrow a lion. I borrowed an ox. It shouldn't be goring. So Rob answers, Here we're talking about a case where he knows that this animal was a gorer. So he should have kept an eye on it, even though he didn't know that it had the halachic status of a muad. Why can't he taina? I meant to borrow a tam, not a muad. I should be potter. Because the owner can say, at the end of the day, even if it was a tam, you would still be paying half. So, turns out it's a muad. Still pay half. I'll pay the other half. Aye, he could still taina. If it was a tam, I would only be paying me gufoy, not me alio. Which could be more. More than the value of the animal. Well, the more answers that the owner can say at the end of the day. Bezin would have walked off with with this animal to pay Megufoy, and since you borrowed it, you'd be chayv to pay me back a new animal. Why can't the Shoyal claim suggest to Gemara that if it was a Tom, it could just be Moida, and the Chatzinezek as a Knas, and he would have been Potter. Even, even if you want to hold that, 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 that the Chatzinezek isn't a Knas, it's Momen, he still has a Taino. That it could have hid the animal. And since it's a Tom, you're paying me Gufo. If the animal's not here, you can't pay me Gufo. It would have been Potter. Taisus asks why he's going to tiny that he would have done something illegal. Could be he would have eaten it or sold it. We're also assuming that we don't, we're not passing like Rabbi Akiva, that the Nezek actually has a shutfus in this animal. That would just be Gazela. The Gemara answers that might be a Valentino, but the case was where Bezdin already took the animal, so this guy didn't have the shul didn't have that claim. Frag the Gemara, then why is the Baal paying Chatzinezek for the muad animal that was lent and gored? Why why can't he say you were the one that let Bezdin walk off with my ox? You take care of all the payments. Look at my answers. Well, the shell would just respond. Look, if I, if you if it had gored while it was in your possession, they would have just taken it from you. I why can't the lender say I would have hidden it in a swamp? I don't know. I would have had a barbecue over there, so I wouldn't have paid me gufoy. They wouldn't have walked off with it if I had it. Well, the shell would say, well, you knew it was a moor. You would be paying malio. You wouldn't be paying me gufoy. It doesn't matter where you hide the animal. Oh, says the Gemara. That's only a taino if the Baal actually had other property to collect from. If he had nothing else but this animal, then Taka hiding it would have done something. He could have avoided paying. 
if it wasn't in the Shail's house? Why does the Baal have to pay half? The Gemara answers that he can taina. I could go straight to the Nizak. I can skip you for payment. And this is a halacha we learned uh, from Reb Nostin and Abraisa. We've had this before. How do we know that if someone, if A owes B money, B O, B owes C money, that A could pay it to C? They could just delete B from the equation. The Pesach says, V'nosan la'asher osham loy. So Taka is a good taina. Next, the Gemara says, if the animal becomes a muad while it was being borrowed in the Shoyal's house, and then he gives it back to the owner. The Baal now pays Chatzinezek, and the Shoyal is going to be Potter. Now, in this case, it sounds like when he returns it to the owner, the status changes from muad to Tom. In the ratio, it sounds like it stays in the same status, even when it switches with Shos. So Rabbi Yechanan says, okay, the ratio is one thing, save is another thing. But Rabbi says, no, no, no. If the ratio is where the Rishos doesn't, where the, the doesn't change its status, the Seifa is also. In the Seifa, the Baal had to pay Chansi Nezek. It's not going to be a muad for the owner because he was never warned that his animal was a muad. The Shoyal was the one that got warned. It became a muad in the Shoyal's property. So Gabay him, it's still a time, we'll only have to pay half. But Papa learns the opposite. If the Seifa, we, we learn from the Seifa to the Reisha, then Seifa, we say we see that the Rishus changing, changes animal status, and the Reisha also. I and the Reisha, why does the owner have to chip in and pay with the Shoyal? Because we have a rule that the, 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 the wherever the animal goes, its owner's title travels with it. So if it became a Muad, even if it wasn't in his Rishos, it's now the owner's muad animal, and therefore it'll follow him home, and he'll have to chip in with the payment. Now, our Mishnah had mentioned, all the way at the end, a trained animal to kill, an arena ox. It's not going to be Chayav Misa. The Gemara asks, okay, it's not Chayav Misa, wonderful. What happens if it kills? Because that's what it's trained to do. Can you now use that animal as a carbon on the Mizbech? So Rav says it's kosher, Shmuel says it's not. Rav says it's kosher because the animal's an earnest. That's what it's trained to do. Shmuel says it's puzzle because the Maishah didn't have Eret killed. Now the Gemara asks, the puzzle says, and we learn that which animals are allowed to be used as a carbon. So Mina Behema teaches us that it can't be an animal that was used in bestiality. Mina Bukar tells me that it can't be an animal that was used for work. Mina Toyin tells me that it can't be used even set aside for Avoidizara. And Umenatsoin tells me that it can't be an animal witch cord. So if Shimon says, if you're telling me that it can't be used for bestiality, why do I have to tell me that it can't be used if it, if it gored? They both have heroes. They both have skila if they were them. So the Gemara answers, there's something about each one which the Torah wants to teach us. So when an animal is used for roiva, bestiality, so we treat the oyness of the animal like like it was involved in the bear rotsoin. So they'll both be skila. But when it gores, we don't look at oyness kirotsoin. On the flip side, uh, when an animal gores, he has to be koifer, but roiva doesn't. The Torah need to tell us both roiva and negicha. But Lamai, so what do we see from here? That by roiva, we treat oyness kirotsoin. By goring, we don't. This is only a halachi issue regarding bringing it as a carbon. So pashtos, an animal which gores, it can be used for a carbon. The Gemara answers, no, this is just a shadow whether you kill it or not. 
It's also mistaved this way because if you're going to tell me they're gonna, that you can use an animal which gored for a carbon, we don't make an oinus karatzin. When the Bible says loy also, the Torah doesn't make oinus karatzin. The Maisa that I was just talking about, whether we kill the animal or not, and the is actually more mekel than if the animal was nirva. Thank you for learning with me. Have a wonderful day.